Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with CEO of Craft Marketing and Branding, Angelo Ponzi. Along with his marketing support teams, he provides consulting, interim, and functional leadership services for small to medium-sized companies in the $5 to $75 million range, with a focus on the strategic and analytical side of marketing to drive business growth. He has worked with a variety of huge companies and is always ready to serve, help, and educate. Enjoy this interview. Hey, I'm good, man. So we're 100% secure. We're recording. Everything's good. Thank you for taking a rendezvous. Appreciate your time again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, you bet. So, again, I'm going to start everything off here with COVID. You know, it was quite a time for all of us. It affected us all in different ways. And I'm curious how you survived that time period and how it subsequently has changed the way you live your life and conduct business now that things are opening up and we're coming out of it. Sure. Well, um, so as you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a marketer. I'm a fractional chief marketing officer. And, and, and throughout my career, whenever there's been a hiccup in the economy or whatever it happens to be, um, companies start pulling marketing budgets. It's probably the worst thing they can do, but that's what they do. And that certainly happened in COVID. And that uh, really took hold. I mean, I, I want to say 100% of my business went away, which was really scary. Um, and so I recognized pretty quickly that, that we all didn't know what this was and it was going to take some time. So I really turned my attention back to developing content and advice and becoming more of a, of a consultant or a coach in a sense of how to deliver information to help companies figure out how to weather this you know, what was really happening, what they should be doing as far from a marketing investment standpoint. There's a lot of history, mostly about recessions, but a lot of history about companies that pulled their budgets and then compared to companies that did not and what happened when the, you know, the recession was over. So I make the assumption that this was the same kind of pattern that was going to happen with COVID. So I literally put 100% of my time into to education and to seminars and webinars, things that I could do, frankly, from home, a lot of article writing. And I started feeling in around July that started to resonate with some people. And I was now getting inbound calls to want to understand a little bit more. And I would say around the end of July, I saw a piece of business come back. And then that kind of continued on and on and on. And so uh, it's been great you know, as we kind of move into the, the, the subsequent years. But I've not abandoned that philosophy of, of education and making sure that people see me as a thought leader, not just as a marketer, but someone they can turn to because I need advice or I have a question or I have an issue. And I want them to think of me as the guy to turn to, to help guide them, whether it's ultimately to me or to somebody else. Uh, so that's become really important and something I now I continue to do over and over and over again. So one thing about that time period is, is it really did, if we took advantage of it, it did instill a lot of really good habits in us, and it sounds like it did that for you. Yeah, I mean, it really did. I mean, it's uh, I, I worked remote. Um, I started this consulting business in 2014 after one of my – one of the recent stints as a, as a, as a client side. And so I was already working from a home office 
So when everybody was like, oh, my God, I've got to go home and work, and how am I going to do this, and blah, blah, blah. It's like To me, it was like, oh, this is just normal. I was already using Zoom, um, and, and so I, I adopted pretty well to that. It could speak and, and, and really maximize my opportunities there. At the same time, I had just joined a couple networking groups, and you know, I think I had three or four live in-person events, and then it just turned to everything was on Zoom. So I'd be in these Zoom meetings with 25, 30, 50, sometimes 100 people, and so I would be conscious about which ones I, I spent my time. But more importantly, I, while I was listening to people speak and do what they did, I was looking at, I need to talk to this person, I need to talk to that person. So I purposely made a hit list, if you will, and focused on understanding their business and how my business could relate, but more importantly, talking to them. I actually just came back from, you know, here we are in 2023, from one of those networking meetings now in person, and there were three or four people who were, you know, thanking me for referrals, and they stood up and told my story, frankly, better than I tell my story. Um, and so I know that I'm making that I'm really putting that and planting that seed about how to position me. And so, and I continue to use Zoom, but now it's a combination of Zoom and because I have clients all across the country, so Zoom has to be it. But the local guys I go to. So let's get a better idea of exactly what you do. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids, second, third graders at a career day, and they ask, one of them says, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? So I would probably say I my job is to understand why someone would want to hire me, let's say, or one of my clients. I need to know what they need to help them in their business. I need to understand what they know about the people that they want to sell to. You know, so, you know, Johnny, who's five, you know, you want to buy a new toy, but we want to understand what kind of toy you want. Do you want a truck? Do you want a, uh, you know, a, a GI Joe? Do you, you know, do you want a bicycle? Whatever you want. I need to understand that so I can help my clients understand on how to communicate with you. So I spend my time dissecting. I like to say um, I break it down. I, I take the puzzle apart, and then I put the puzzle back together with a new perspective of trying to understand the needs and wants of the market and the customers and who else is trying to get that same business, the competition. And I develop strategies to help my clients succeed. So probably used a few words in there they wouldn't know, but... You get the gist. <laughs> That's okay. It's a learning moment. They'll, they'll, they'll uh, catch on to it. <laughs> so when you were in the third grade, what was your dream when you grew up? What did you want to become? Superman. That was my <laughs> I dream. Like it. I, you know, I actually had a Superman suit. Not many people. I'm telling secrets. I had a Superman suit that I used to wear underneath my clothes, and my mom would see me go out the door. And the next thing, you know, she'd see me running down the street in my Superman outfit. And she'd walk outside and go try to figure out where I dropped my clothes. <laughs> so, so let's dig into your childhood a little bit more and that dream that you have. How were these things planted in you to do what you do? You obviously give a lot to your clients. You're doing a lot of things that are helping people out. How did all that begin and sprout into who you are today? Really, my parents. Uh, my parents uh, were... First generation born here, Italians. Their, their their parents came from Italy, 
And they worked hard. My, both my parents had, uh, my dad left, um, high, or, uh, quit school, actually, in the eighth grade, my mom in the ninth grade, because they had huge families. And my dad was, for example, the oldest, uh, male of 13. And they put him to work. And he had to start helping to contribute to the families because they were poor. And, um, so that kind of work ethic that he had about, you know, at an early age, you know, and I think I was 12 when he started having me help him in his plumbing business, um, you know, doing certain things, obviously, do what I could do as a 12-year-old. But that was ingrained that you had to go out, you had to work, you had to interface with people. Um, and, it, and all those things started at a very early age for me. But w- what was interesting is, when I was young, uh, if I was good, my mom uh, would allow me to watch television on, and eat dinner on these TV trays. And, and it didn't happen often, but it did happen. And I remember one particular night I wanted to do that because I had been good. But my father had all of the trays in the other room with books all over them. I was mad, you know, because I couldn't watch do what I wanted to do. But years later, I realized and came to the understanding that he was studying to become a master plumber. So he went from having to quit school, working in a pipe fitting uh, factory or factory as a pipe fitter and doing things to elevate himself and to always grow and achieve to the point where he came to the conclusion that he wanted to be a plumber, but he needed to pass this license and he studied and studied hard and he ended up passing and becoming a master plumber and growing a business, um, you know, for the next 40 years of his life. And so I saw that. I lived it. I worked in it. But, and then my mom left her job, and she became the bookkeeper. So I watched my mom and dad work together for all these years, and, and I saw what it took. I saw the times when they struggled. I saw the times when they were successful. I watched him expand his business. You know, he, as he moved out of the, the, as a local plumber, and then he became a plumber, and he would travel uh, you know, hundreds of miles to do contracting work and things like that. And so he really just got, uh, again, watching that business. And so that instilled that, you know, to be an entrepreneur and wanting to, to do my own business. As a matter of fact, I was probably 23, I believe, when I did try to start my first business. Didn't work, but I tried. Um, and then seven years later, I, or three years later, I did it again. And that business went for 13 years before I had a top opportunity to sell it. So, so as a successful businessman, who would you love to meet in the world that's alive today and, and have some time to talk to them? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, my mind went right to Barack Obama, but I think I'm going to go to a, a, to the business folks of. Um, uh, Elon Musk or Bill Gates. I think about Bill Gates. There's a picture of him and, and his whole Microsoft team when they were, you know, whatever in their college days or early when their twenties, you know, that techie, you know, pocket protectors and all that good stuff. And to think about the business that they have grown and how massive this has become and, and just the lessons that they learned along the way. I mean, that to spend an afternoon just picking his brain would just be absolutely incredible. And, and probably life-changing to really have that kind of knowledge and insights that someone started like they did to grow it into the massive organization. So what is it in your life as a businessman that you're proudest of, or even personally, when you look at your life and what you've done, what are you the proudest of? 
Uh, from a business standpoint or any standpoint? Any standpoint. I would say my kids. Because I live in, you know, Southern California, and, you know, there's a lot of – I instilled my in my kids the upbringing that I had from the East Coast, you know, ha- making sure they understood that it just wasn't a free ride, that someday they would always have to earn and do things on their own. And so encouraging them to, you know, be entrepreneurs, to understand whether you're working for somebody or not, how to how to drive and be successful and the things you need to do to get to that next level. And but also along the way to to be kind to people and to understand that, you know, one day you're going to manage people. I have one of my sons indirectly manages like 300 people. Okay, you have to have, you know, a certain mental capacity in a sense to deal with all that stuff that's going to come at you uh, when you're dealing with, with people. And so that's, I think I'm, that's probably one of the most prized things I am that I've got successful, kind, and uh, children that frankly like to hang out with their parents and, and, you know, we'll call and, and, and be communicative and understand that we're part of their lives. And so that's, that's what I'm most proud of. So what's been one of the best client responses, fan letters you ever received in your life? Uh, I've had some good ones, but there there was a, a startup that I worked with about five years ago. And he was starting a business in this uh, streaming, a new streaming world, if you will, the Netflix of the world. And he was creating a, a piece of software that would be in that world. We're on Netflix or something. We would use that software. And they brought me in to help with their marketing plans and their strategies, which which I did, and worked with them for about a year. And then got them where they needed to be, and then I moved on. But I ran into him about six months ago, and he came over uh, to the group I was talking to, and he basically started singing my praises, if you will, and complimented me and wanted me to know that the strategies I created five years ago, they actually continued to execute those and still do today. And and his business, and and again, I'll take a little credit for it, but his business, actually, the software is incredible, but the business has really blown up and they, you know, went from having, you know, three three people or four people working in it now to, to have a pretty significant employee staff, a lot of great contracts. And he, he, points to me and says, you know, you help guide us and give us the direction of how to market this and what vertical markets we should chase. So I thought that was that was incredible because a lot of times, you know, circling back five, six, seven years later, uh, you don't necessarily hear some of that. And, and But I have over the, over the years and have quite a few of those testimonials, on, uh, frankly, on my website. So everyone out there has a perception of you, an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your clients colleagues, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I think I'm that person that that I just uh, described about my kids. That I, I was told years ago when I first started off and I was thanking one of my earlier bosses for all the help he gave me. And he said, here's how you repay me in life. Someday you'll be that. You'll be me. You'll be able to play it forward. You'll be able to help people, give advice and especially newcomers coming into the marketplace. And so for to me, it's about understanding that, you know, 
I've been able to gain a lot of knowledge over the years and, and having worked on the client side and the agency, agency side and the consulting side, literally semiconductor companies all the way to ice cream. And so I like giving back. For me, standing in front of a group, I actually just made a presentation to a group of, of, of college students at one of the universities here that were doing a, a business competition, and I went and presented and spent my time uh, giving them the marketing lectures. I've, I've taught at one of the universities here, the University of Irvine. And so for me, it's about making sure that I'm always present and available, whether it's for somebody needing a question answered or whether it's for a client, and understanding that it's not about the money. The money helps, but it's not about the money. It's about getting those results and, and knowing that I can stand and, you know, like with this guy that talked to me, you know, years later say it was because of you that helped us in this direction and, you know, thank you for that and thank you for that advice. So, I, I, again, I, that's me. I, I want people to look at me as a kind, considerate, and, and caring individual. Well, Angelo, I, I certainly know that myself. I Just so everyone realizes, we had an interview that unfortunately did not go to tape, and you were gracious enough to give me a repeat. I really appreciate that. Before we get off, I just I wanted to thank you for that, make sure everybody knows what kind of character you have that I've seen firsthand to give me that chance again. And also, I want everybody to know if they want to hire you, learn more about you, what you do, where on the web is the best place for them to go? Well, certainly LinkedIn. Um, if they go to LinkedIn, I actually publish a newsletter, Advice information every two weeks um, uh, but certainly on LinkedIn I'm happy to connect with anybody and my website is called craft c-r-a-f-t marketing and branding.com and there's videos there there's resources um, all sorts of information that they can uh, get a hold of and certainly again I'm, I'm always open to talking to anyone who needs some uh, you know some marketing advice Wonderful. Angelo, this has been great, man. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for giving us a part of your world. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and to spend time with your with your listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, spirituality, business, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>